0: i Spaces Welcome to the Ether. Today is Saturday, March fourth, two thousand and twenty-three. Today on the Ether Cosmic Community episode fourteen, featuring Sisla from Omniflix, hosted by Lil Squid. Let's take a listen.
1: Welcome everybody to the number fourteen Cosmic Community space. Today I got Sisla, co-founder of Omniflix Network. Welcome, Sisla. How are you? I'm doing great games. How are you doing? I'm doing good. I was up all night by my lonely self because I work nights, as you probably know already. So I was just, um, you know, watching a movie, uh, watching a little bit of Netflix, and then just popping over to see what's 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 happening on Twitter. And yeah, i just been just been lounging. How about you? What did you do today? Going
2: good. I uh, actually had the... Uh... Took a couple of calls, uh, went for a
3: physical meeting, and uh, this evening where I'm at in Asia. So,
1: you know, yeah, probably after this I'll be winding down with the family. Yeah, you're a family man, right? And I'm I'm not sure if a lot of people know that just about you. If you don't mind, uh, like I said, we're gonna get a little personal here. You don't have to like get too too deep or anything in the personal business side of your life, but you know. How many kids do you got? I got two myself. I got a fourteen-year-old. I have a seven-year-old daughter. So yeah, I'm I'm a I'm a family man myself. Wow, I didn't know
3: that. Uh, I knew that you had kids, but uh, not that uh, you know, not of that age. Uh, I have uh, one
1: kid, son, uh, who's who just turned two. Oh, okay, okay. Two two mm-hmm. is a two is a crazy age because um they start uh they start, you know, start crawling all over the damn place. Let's just put it like that, okay? They start crawling all over the place. They're very vocal, right? Don't tell me your 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 baby's already walking.
2: Yeah. <laughs> already walking,
3: running. You know, really? can't talk can't speak but uh you know does like yeah
1: does quite the mischief yeah maybe, maybe i don't know dude i don't i think i think yeah you're right actually i think my daughter did start by walking, two i so think they was, will by by one you know maybe not but by two yeah uh-huh uh-huh she did start working walking at a little bit earlier age but anyway they, they're they a little bit crazier it's a lot, it's a fun time you know are you are you planning on having any more kids or are you done uh uh-huh. uh should see. <laughs> no <laughs> plans at the moment,
2: so you know. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. Nah, it's all right. And and do they, do they does the baby the baby keep you really busy, bro? Or does you know how is it like with you and, and uh and having a baby? I know you have to work on Omniflix, you know?
3: <laughs> yeah, I'm guilty of like not taking enough care or not spending enough time. Uh you know, my family is pretty supportive. My wife and uh, my mother. So they do take care of the kid a lot, and uh, yeah, I do spend time, but I don't think it is as much as they do.
1: Yeah. hmm Yeah. Mm-hmm. So how 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 was it that your your family raised you to be a blockchain developer? Where where did that stem from? <laughs> For real, I want to know that. Like, I, I do ask that question a lot when I do have like developers on the space. It's just like very curious. How the hell did they? raise you to be a a blockchain developer where did that come from
2: that's a very interesting question
3: (laughs) the framing of that so you know i i'm i'm not sure but what might have you know what there is one thing that i think you know helped me quite a lot it was the freedom for me to be able to explore like usually Families in Asia,
2: you know, they're like quite restrictive of, uh, you know, a lot of the, yeah, a lot of the, you know, if
3: there is someone that wants to gain exposure, they don't usually encourage. Uh, But nowadays that's changing, that's changing quite a lot. And uh, yeah, when I was a kid, you know, my family being able to encourage me to do whatever I did, I think that. That was like pretty, you know, exciting, and that was enough for me to, I'll say, capitalize. Because around eleventh uh, grade, I started to get involved in computers, and this was uh, around two thousand six, seven. And since then, you know, I just explored my world here, and uh, although it was hard to explain uh, to people uh, about what you know, I truly wanted to accomplish. Yeah, my parents, actually my mom, you know, she understood uh, what I wanted to do and encouraged me quite a lot. Yeah.
1: You got a lot of encouragement from your parents, huh? Did they ever envision you like um, jumping into a different field or was it always like, oh no, we know Sisala, he he loves technology, he's going to be the next Bill Gates? (laughs) I highly doubt
3: Uh, That was never the case, I wasn't even like an excellent student or something, was among the average and uh, I just, yeah, uh, uh, like my father expired when I was like, pretty young, you know, under 10. And after that, uh, there was like, quite the support that I'll say I received from my mother and you know i learned a lot during that phase because of which i think i started to become more independent and have independent opinions thoughts and so on and so forth which eventually led me to pursue whatever i wanted to accomplish which was you know technology and you know being involved in this virtual space you know although there were computers a lot of the people did different things with computers you can do a lot right so yeah, i chose to get involved you know, I chose to get involved with communities, like work on websites and things like that, freelance. And, you know, after my, I think my mom saw, you know, uh, that, she felt that this guy could take care of himself or like figure things out and then uh, you know, led me to explore. That was when, you know, went ahead, you know, pursued computer science engineering. Although (laughs) that's like a namesake degree. I learned everything, you know, outside of college, but College also was like a good good environment where they never cared about you know things like attendance or like yeah and so on so forth. Although you know I had to pay like late fees every semester, uh, or you know some fines just for not attending classes. Yeah, I took up a few jobs and you know things like that while at college and was also freelancing. So yeah, all these you know I think gave me the independence and. Also, I'll say in some
2: sense the courage to be able to explore.
1: Yeah, beautiful, beautiful. So, for people that are starting, you know, kind of young and want to get involved in, in blockchain um, technology or web Web three, as they call it now, right? Uh, what would be some uh, some pieces of advice that you would give them? You know, based on your experience. Let's start there because uh, that's another question I normally ask when I have developers on, and I think it's. Um, think it's really important that they that they get those uh questions answered
2: yeah so yeah starting young i'm not too sure at this
3: point in time because you can get involved in multiple ways from a non-technical standpoint you can start to get involved in communities then develop your interest in areas that you like and then there might be things that you don't like and you know you might want to solve them uh be technical or non-technical and you know if you're looking at it from a non-technical sense involvement in communities regardless technical or non-technical involvement in communities is key like on twitter yeah it's probably merit no one cares about your age or anything but you know your age will show your experience will show uh, based on the tweets but sometimes it doesn't sometimes your wisdom does and so on and so forth so yeah uh Involvement in communities is one. And from purely from a technology standpoint, you know, I'll say just understand the basics in a way where it doesn't matter whether it's Web 2 or Web 3. You, If you focus on being able to solve a problem and understand the ethos of Web 3, your architecture will be decentralized by default. So that is something that, you know, I really encourage people to explore because like learning Web 3, like, you know how say people pursued AI a few years back, or, or even now, or, you know, some something else sometime earlier, or cloud. You know, like cloud is a function of where you want to deploy, you know, whatever you want to deploy, and how you intend to utilize the, you know, core set of CPUs, GPUs, RAM, and so on, and so forth. So, if you understand the basics, I think a lot is covered, and these are all layered in a layers of abstractions. At least from what I see, so yeah, understand the basics and then explore areas of interest because this is a multi year thing it's not like some one month or like six month or course or anything on that uh anything on those lines, so you know your passion and your interest will you at the end of the day determine you know
2: where you'll end up,
1: yeah and where you're from um how how big are like uh, blockchain technology uh, companies? Do those do those exist? Can you literally just go like on, um, let's just say. Um, what's that? What's that website that people use to to look for jobs? Maybe LinkedIn, I'm thinking about LinkedIn, but, I'm you mm-hmm. know, is it easy to find a job in Web3 uh, where you're from? Uh-huh. It is. No, not really. It is not- difficult,
3: rather very difficult. Because you don't know the companies that are working in Web3. Because, yeah, things, uh, you know, Web3 companies, if you talk about being a Web3 company, you know, are you involved in crypto or are you involved in services or are you involved in, like, infrastructure? These are the questions. And no, there's not a lot of clarity around, uh, you know, the regulations themselves. But we operate in a... Uh, zone are, where, you know, we are completely technology providers, and you know we are contributors to various projects. That's how you know we've been executing since about 2017, and yeah, like that framework worked well for us. So, but even otherwise, like we are not too public, we are not too vocal. There's not really advertising or, you know, or marketing done around the core company itself, but rather the products or projects that we work with. So hence, you see, you know, Omniflix as one project that we're contributing to. There are web2 solutions as well that will help us onboard media partners, you know, media. This is media tech that we developed in a web2 sense, you know, for onboarding uh, people to first moving them from electronic to digital. And then we'll think about moving them from digital to, you know, decentralized. Yeah. So, yeah, it's, it's pretty hard to find companies right away but uh, there are a lot of companies if you know where to look and uh, yeah using such avenues there have been people that are
2: getting involved in communities to you know secure jobs yeah
1: gotcha gotcha yeah just just very very interested to know like how it is living over there um and and to see like is is blockchain technology really booming like is there like jobs everywhere for blockchain technology companies or is it kind of just like a, oh you got to know somebody to to get involved in web 3 you know that's the reason why i asked
2: yeah i mean you i'll say 70 percent of it is still referral
3: because even with web 3 not all web 2 folks can you know get a grip and like start to explore although they can you know, they might not be ready because they might not have seen enough in web 2 So usually 60-70% of the time it is referrals or, you know, via people that you know that you'll have to train and things like that. Uh, But you can still, yeah, you can still find a job in general, uh, but it'll be a tough journey, you know, because if you're not involved in multiple communities uh, and if you don't know people and if you just want to start off by securing an internship somewhere, even then you still got to be able to, um get involved with projects or companies and that's how the usual i'll say recruitment happens because n- like here the concept of applying for jobs via job post is for different types of roles and definitely not for you know like core engineering or anything on those
1: lines very interesting very interesting i view it i view it so differently because i'm i'm just uh, very involved in uh, the crypto space, so I always see like there's so much opportunities out there for people to get involved. But at the same time, it I view it that way because I spend like a lot of time right with all these crypto communities. So for people that are just fresh out of college that want to look for um, you know uh, a role in, in in a blockchain technology technology company or Web three, it's just like hmm, you know I wonder I wonder how much work they actually have to put into like find these jobs. But very very interesting, man. I, I got another question for you, so once you were done with your your education uh, in college uh, what what did you do right after that? what were your um yeah you know, what were what were you up to
2: right yeah, um again, I'll just go back to the
3: question around jobs. there is this right now people don't really care about certificates or qualification if i'll say if I can say that in in specific roles they want people that can like perform well you know that have a proven track record of contributions or things like that at least in web 3 and even in web 2 there are companies that are not like focused on qualification anymore like or institutions you know, and things like that that has changed what has probably not changed is the disconnect between people that want like high quality. Uh, people like or companies that want high quality people and people that are you know of that quality reaching out to companies so the the general disin- disconnect exists in the discovery process where both supply and demand don't connect to each other otherwise there is talent you know that is the problem in because there is like there is volume there's a lot of people and there are a lot there is, you know, significantly above average talent. It is in being able to identify that talent is a challenge because of which, you know, it's still <laughs> I'm not joking when I say it still costs as much as it costs outside India, like in the West, to be able to get the same quality of internet. So that's like a no brainer. You know, that is like another you know, uh how do I put it, like the the value part is sorted out. What is not sorted out, uh, sorted out is in people being able to, you know, identify and end up at the right place at the right time. Yeah. So, yeah, uh, I think that is something that I wanted to share. Uh, and gains.
1: Yeah. Can you please repeat your question? I lost my train of no, thought. No, no, you're good. No, that that was actually that was actually perfect. That gives me um, you know, a better better overview of how it is actually like, you know, when, when all these companies are trying to seek out talent, right? They, they rather see the, the work that that person has done, like, like some sort of like portfolio, right? Exactly. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
2: With GitHub or, you know, uh, from a design standpoint, yeah. Their portfolio. Yes.
1: So the question was, um, how, how did you really get your foot in the door right after your, um, you were done with your education?
2: Oh, yeah, I remember. So, like, while I
3: was in college, I was freelancing. You know, I was uh, working on a... I mean, it's not like a full-time job, but... Are you aware of TOEFL? It is, I think, the equivalent of uh, SATs. Not SATs. Yeah, it's an English-language test that you'll have to take before you, you know, go ahead and... uh, uh, apply for universities. So we like I I was part of a firm that did the test assessment for TOEFL for Google, Microsoft, Cognizant, uh, Infosys, some of the larger companies. You know uh, MNCs, Capgemini, Accenture, and so on. And so forth. So I was while at college, I was pretty familiar with the processes around you know how a corporate worked, and you know we we just worked with their HR teams to be able to host and conduct campus recruitment drives. For like 6000 students in two days you know with 40 people team and I was part of those teams leading those teams you know after my first year working there all this was during college i ignored my you know technology side for a bit while i was extremely motivated to sort out uh you know or <laughs> grow in the ranks mm-hmm. wherever i was like participating and uh, yeah that happened that gave me the operational expertise that and the you know i'll say in some sense the operational frameworks that I still use even today. So this is almost 10, 15 years and you know those frameworks have helped me quite a lot uh, and this was during college during my final year of college, I realized that this you know like doing this will probably lead me to getting an MBA or you know, whether if I don't get an MBA rising through the ranks or like doing things is difficult when it comes to just like pure operations and my focus was on technology still working on freelancing and so on and so forth so i ended up mm-hmm. <laughs> i ended up working on my fourth year project at a firm where i met my partner and now founder there where uh, he was leading the services the he was the manager there leading uh, partner services uh i joined there as an intern and uh you know worked on my project there so this was 2011
1: yeah <laughs> holy shit since then since then you've guys known each other that's pretty yeah that's pretty yeah. cool man yeah. <laughs> he seems like so, a nice guy he seems like a, a very like <laughs> positive guy i don't know what it is about him he's just super super friendly all the time
3: oh <laughs> yeah that's pretty positive pretty energetic and you know uh yeah the approach you know yeah all our discussions You know, they're rational you know they're logical. So sometimes yeah we you know we, we go think out of the box and it's like wild <laughs> so
2: yeah
3: yeah you know I I have a yeah I look at that as uh you know someone that has yeah that is a bit elder to me so you know, I looked at that as someone that has you know helped me understand you know some of the things that I would not if it weren't for that you know and uh you no, know, our discussions like always help me progress through uh, some of the things. Not some of the things like you know it. It can be a technology side of things. You know, it can be a geopolitics, which I don't usually follow. But uh, you know, get. Uh, I'll say I have that as my source uh, with whom I discuss, and you no, know, so on and so forth. So we definitely have. We are more friends than we're founders, and uh, we've been. You know in this path working on projects working together at various companies even before and yeah then the decision happened
1: around starting our own firm and so on and so forth yeah oh okay so now that i got the history of how you <clears throat> how you met him right who who got you into crypto first was it was it him <laughs> was it him yeah
2: we were discussing about uh i mean yeah crypto
3: specifically bitcoin I heard it for like, you know, some other reasons in about 2012-2013. That was when I heard about Bitcoin. And uh, then, you know, that and myself, we discussed some ideas around how to use blockchain. You know, when we understood more about blockchain. And this was while we were working at a media company. And, you know, if Bitcoins are like the store of value problem, uh, we were looking at the IP problem uh, where double spending was like, you know, fairly prevalent and so on and so forth. And that was when we
2: started thinking about it. But, uh, yeah, uh, there's a different person that got us involved.
3: I don't think I can, like, share share their details. But, yeah, it was a different person uh, because of which that I got involved, involved, like, started working in
1: crypto, you know, if I can say that or web three mm, okay okay <laughs> we we don't have to like say the name or anything but was it bitcoin the first token that you purchased no <laughs> it was
3: ethereum <laughs> <laughs> a friend what? of mine bought bitcoin for whatever we wanted to do <laughs> so i didn't buy it but i know i knew the process then it was it even then it was like a bit hard but uh, i mean no one knew what they were doing so you know we just ended up like buying bitcoin and using it for what we did
1: uh but uh, yeah my my first token is actually ethereum yes gotcha gotcha uh and that was what year when you got into ethereum Just i just want to see how big of a whale you are <laughs> <laughs> i didn't buy ethereum to hoard or
3: hold. i bought ethereum to use for something else but uh yeah, this was March 2017,
1: man. <laughs> Damn, dude, since 2017. Oh my yeah. god, man. Oh my gosh. Jesus. Man. And you sold all yeah, just like just like when I got in, like ended up selling my Bitcoin and started, you know, getting into some of the shit coins. Oh, good grief. Those those <laughs> were the good old days. So
3: I think, we all, I think everyone has been there. Because back then we didn't value Ethereum as much as we should have or you know even even bdc you know we yeah like i <laughs> used to use
1: bdc for things so
3: <laughs>
1: yeah i'm gonna ask him i'm gonna ask uh Daya the that same question next time if i can get him on a space you know what was his first to- do you know what his first token was was it ethereum as well
2: uh, not too sure there was bitcoin also involved somewhere but yeah I'm not too <laughs> sure. Mm.
1: All but right. Now, so gonna gonna just pivot a little bit here, but how was it like growing up in Asia? Um what were what were some of the struggles you went through and just talk a little bit about how it's like growing up over there? Because I'm from the States. I have no idea how it's like, you know, where you're from.
2: Yeah. Uh I think I grew up in a very positive environment. So no issues as such and things
3: like that. But yeah, there's no problem with, <clears throat> you know, with the city or you know, the neighborhood and things like that. It's just that in general, you know, folks might lack a bit of exposure because they're pretty well rooted in the same place, you know, for a long time and you know, traditions, cultures, you know, they didn't change. That was pre-2000. But during the two- 2000s, like things changed. like things like moved so fast and culture, uh, mindset, you know, of people around you, the way they became ambitious and the nature of their ambitions, these all changed. And what I saw was everyone was like working hard to be able to accomplish something. You know, they, they, they all had some sort of, I'll say,
2: desperation desire need hunger grit you know some parts of these uh in most people like
3: it was otherwise laid back earlier you know people are like chilled out but uh sometime in 2000s that changed so the environment it, i i don't know like it might have been just me uh but the way in which cities like developed and so on and so forth also changed and like led to a lot of you know economic development. Because of which people felt even more empowered and started taking, I'll say, taking riskier decisions, making those riskier bets, because of which people are able to enterprise, like, you know, start their own firms and things like that. You know, myself, I I, I knew (laughs) I'd probably start a company. It wasn't just because, you know, I wanted to start a company, but uh, felt that, you know, there were, there were. There is a case when you can execute your best only if you have a company, and I felt that until that is the reason, should not start a company or because projects were okay, contributing and so on and so forth. Uh, products were okay, but uh, to be able to like take it to the next level, you'll need to start a company. So yeah, I think between 2005 and I'll say 12 was when like things changed like extremely. You know rapidly and even in the country infrastructure wise you know the sentiment and so on and so forth you know uh changed quite a lot because of which you know now i'll say after 2010 uh you'll see a lot more startups uh from asia for sure uh that that uh solved their local problems first and then you know became global yeah
1: interesting so in 2000 you saw a big boom
2: of um, growth in in India. Yeah, that is like you know for sure. Uh, you- sorry, that is for sure. Like that has happened.
3: That has enabled a lot of people that gave the confidence that um, you know ingested, infused uh, capital into people's hands that otherwise never had access to that much capital and so yeah all of these things put together smartphone penetration you know uh india also skipped the laptop revolution there were there's there's a desktop and a mobile phone that's about it you know that's like the most common combination of devices that you'll encounter someone has and uh laptop is was still seen as a luxury but eventually that changed after 2010 2012 like that changed. uh but yeah, skipping all those, you know, being able to adopt to, uh, you know, new tech, adapt in a way where it makes sense for them. And uh, yeah, all these network effects led to even
1: like further growth. Hmm. Hmm. Would you ever be interested in moving to the, to the U.S.? Has that ever crossed your mind, just relocating to the U.S.? Yeah, it did. Uh, it still interests
2: me in some sense to be able to you know be in
3: a place where we can like do more you know where we can like accelerate things where we can you know our disc- the quality of discussions are much higher i'm not saying you know it is not possible here uh, but you got to be you know you got to be involved in the right circles chance for randomness is like low and you, know, you already know the people Know, that you're working with and so on and so forth. So, you know, things like that, considering reasons like that, I'd you know, like to move if there is you no know, need. But uh up until now I still didn't see the need because yeah think about it, like we work together. You know, even if I were in say New York, we would have still worked together just like this. So you know in, in our in our frame of like how we execute like geography doesn't play a role. But in, like personally, I'd like to accelerate things. Uh, const- you know, yeah. Considering a move would only help. Uh, you know, it'll be a case only when we can accelerate things. And yeah, I d- still see uh, United States as a potential place to go to and be able to like push things forward even further.
1: Yeah, have you have you been over here yet, oh, Sisla? I don't think I asked you that question. Yeah,
2: I've been there. Like. Uh, thrice Yeah. Okay. Where Where'd you go? East coast primarily. New York, New Jersey, Atlantic City, Pennsylvania,
1: Philadelphia, uh, Miami. Well, Will, if yeah. you ever decide to move over here, just whatever you do, pick a nice, warm spot. Don't come to Michigan. Michigan is terrible. You only get like <laughs> four months of good weather. Pick somewhere where it's mm-hmm. nice and warm. You know where you could take your your family out and. A nice little stroll to the park, you know. Please don't, don't. As much as I would love for you to commission, because that's where I'm from. Like, yeah, dude, dude pick somewhere else.
2: Definitely, sure. mike
1: my, my goodness, yeah. It's it's. Just, I mean, it's a nice environment when it's nice and warm. But again, just just way too cold. And you you're used to nice hot hot ass weather over there, right? Yeah, it's like hot
2: in capital letters, like H O T so <laughs> yeah. It's definitely
1: it's all so, year all year round, isn't it? Over there. Yeah, I mean thirty
2: thirty to forty degrees is centigrade is like common. So Jesus. all
3: all year common. Yeah.
2: All right. I mean well, are good places in
3: uh, I mean you still have like good places in India, but uh yeah, place where I am from is like super dry, not coastal, landlocked.
1: <laughs> so yeah oh, man well as as much dude yeah I, I i would love for for the omniflix team to be based in us i mean i would fucking love that so much could could go to more meets and and see you guys there and stuff like that i, I was actually like wondering why didn't you end up going to ethereum ethereum denver we have ken representing
2: us so we have a oh, yeah. look, right so we you know, like mentally
3: and physically, there was no bandwidth to be able to focus exclusively on, on e but like we did for Cosmos, you know.
1: So. Yeah, that's true. He's out there, he's out there working hard. Uh, I, think, uh, I think he's going to meet up with Shrew at some point, Shrew from Spaces and Tricky. So, yeah, hopefully they can, they can meet up and have a few. Yeah, I think they can
2: again can Yeah, yeah. He's in the photo.
1: Oh awesome, awesome. Awesome. I, I yeah. didn't see the photo. I gotta I gotta take, check that out. know. Yeah. Yeah. So now now that we're kind of like um you know, past the past the basic questions like where, where you're from, how it's like to live in India. Kind of got a little bit of history from you. Um <clears throat> where are you now? Where are you now with uh what you're building? Yeah, interesting
2: so <laughs> as uh, you know like
3: we've continued our journey we conceptualized what is omniflix today back in about 2018 2019 and since then we've been you know step by step building the tech uh, for what is omniflix today so at this point in time we have completed our technical launch where the blockchain the relays the apps and the other integrations are live with wallets and explorers Apart from our technical launch, there is the economic launch that is pending, which is the launch of the Flix token. And uh, yeah, this is being worked on by multiple teams to be able to get it right. And one of the reasons, uh, you know, why we have waited a bit on the Flix launch is to be able to launch it via the stream swap protocol which we are building together with uh Deus labs and osmosis so you know with the launch of uh, the flix token there will be economic activity that will be enabled on the omniflix hub blockchain and uh, we are sure to be able to increase you know in general user engagement and uh, activity on omniflix uh, after the launch of the token with the roadmap that we have lined up yeah.
1: you said the you said the word stream stream swap so <laughs> I just want to remind people really quick, that's a secret word for today's space. And if you, um, if you remember that word and you interact with this uh, video that I've been up here in the nest, you can claim your Cosmospaces badge. We're collaborating with Omniflix um, to hand out Cosmospaces badges. And it's super easy. Just click on that link, connect your Kepler wallet and enter the secret secret word, which is uh, stream swap. But okay, now that we're, now that we're done shilling um casual spaces patches where where did the where did the whole idea of i actually come from though you know what was the what was the the vision behind it all in the beginning
2: yeah i think uh <laughs> i'll say as i said right uh, while we were working with uh
3: while Dan myself we were working with the media firm. we we weren't involved in the Creative process, although we help people set SOPs and things like that. We weren't truly involved in the creative process and we were more involved on the technology side of things, on the business, finance, and legal side of things, because of which we had good knowledge of how IP management in general won. And our first thought was, you know, IP management should be done on blockchain. You know, that was the base thought. This was around, you know, 2014 15 uh, when. Bit like blockchain, not Bitcoin kind of narrative was still prevalent. After that, we started, you know, working with uh, multiple projects, you know, infra based projects, you know, decentralizing resources and so on and so forth. Uh, and in 2018, we started exploring Cosmos. Uh, we were like pretty early back then, and uh, we felt that this architecture of Cosmos was most suited for like a vertical you know integration of all the things that are needed for ip management to happen that was why we decided to build on top of cosmos or build using the cosmos stack and uh, eventually build what uh, omniflex is today so you know we started working on what is omniflex today in about i'll say early 2019 late 2018 but the idea was uh, around 2015, although not in its exact shape and form, we just knew that IP had to go on the chain on the DLT, but we didn't know much about consensus mechanisms or we didn't like, you know, yeah, we didn't know about NFTs, obviously. And uh, since 2018, 19, 2020, you know, we were well aware of what was happening and we, yeah, I hope, I, I believe we took the right decisions in terms of the technology architecture and you know how we intend to push for adoption. Yep.
1: Yeah. Wow, since that long ago you guys um seeked out to build on on the Cosmo SDK since that long ago, huh? Was there were there any other chains that you know uh you guys were thinking about building on besides Cosmo?
3: In twenty seventeen we already started building on Ethereum and we felt limitations. Uh we felt the yeah. Yeah, we felt the limitations of Ethereum and started exploring <laughs> all the Ethereum killers. Or Ethereum wasn't even a thing still, but of course there was like extreme economic activity, like ICOs happened on Ethereum, right? Like if you remember, and that was the phase where we started exploring other architectures. Then we stumbled upon, of course, the EOS blockchain, NEM, Tron, you know, Polkadot with their huge ass raise and you know, all of this put together, we started exploring these architectures. You know, waves and so on, and so forth as well. <clears throat> but for you know, like obvious reasons, I think the architecture around cosmos. Although we didn't see the code base as such. You know, it was just raw tandem. And the SDK wasn't ready. You had to like do all your things by. I mean, whatever you wanted, you had to do it by yourself, and things like that, and. You know, we still managed to somehow, you know, choose this as the stack because we felt like (laughs) it was the only way, you know, we could execute order. We wanted to, in a in the manner or in using the approach that we thought of would
2: work. Yeah.
1: So there was, there was too many limitations with with Ethereum back then. And yeah, I remember there was a crazy ICO fucking phase. Uh, Oh my goodness. Uh, You would basically just get into an ICO and like 10 extra bags, like immediately after. The tokens were trading. It was it was a nuts. It was such a crazy time, dude. And i i wasn't I wasn't in Ethereum in 2017, but even through 2018, that that ICO craze extended through that that year, um, until like the you know the bear market hit and stuff like that. But I don't even think did did um were you able to use Kepler in 2018? I don't think that even existed. Did it? No. You- that would- no. There was no
3: Kepler until 2020, March at least, no, 2020, June, because for Game of Zones, when we built our, you know, app and, like, stack,
2: uh, yeah, where, where we won an award, that entire stack, you know, would have been extremely easy
3: to build if we had something like JS. I think we had JS. we didn't have Kepler. But uh, you know, yeah, it was it was really <laughs> difficult to get the UI UX of uh, you know Cosmos Hub or interact with Cosmos based chains until Kepler. But after Kepler, I think
1: like things changed, you know, for good. Yeah. Yep, yep, yeah. My first time interacting with Kepler was I think in two thousand and twenty. Yep, yep, February two thousand twenty is when the first time I used a Kepler wallet. I stick my atom and I, That I bought back in 2019, so it was very it was very different from what it is like today. Like at, at Cosmos was just Cosmos. There was like um, very very little projects mm-hmm. building using the Cosmos SDK. I didn't hear about OmniFlix until I until I uh, had to stake my Wawa token. <laughs> that was my first time interacting with anything that OmniFlix uh, was building.
2: Yeah, I mean we were called FreeFlix back then.
3: Flix media network and we meant free as in freedom but uh people thought otherwise and uh, you know, the, we could not get the branding sorted out and we were like no <laughs> we need a web3 name and you know one of our uh you know current advisors partners uh someone that we worked with quite a lot in the web3 space uh he suggested the name omniflix and worked on the logo and so on and so forth and that's the same branding with some minor tweaks from Kratos that you see uh yeah, is the branding that you see right now
1: yes. gotcha what were what were some of like the most emotional exciting times uh throughout your throughout your building phase with OmniFlix? What were some of the most emotional times that you guys went through
3: <laughs> peak pandemic covid march twenty second was when we had our lockdown uh, and uh, <laughs> for two to three months after that, there was almost no revenue
2: as such. Invoices got delayed, so on and so forth. And this was a time where we pet our entire efforts during pandemic, the first
3: lockdown, like with extreme uncertainty, and so on and so forth, to be able to build for game of zones. And uh Zaki, Jack, uh,
2: Jesse and you know, the team at Game of Zones like saw the merit of the idea of product
3: as well as like acknowledged those efforts. And we won, you know, uh won the award and you know, got some tokens and so on and so forth. This helped us quite a lot. And I'll say this entire journey and that materializing into that winner, you know, that prize. You know, it, it was it was uh, the start of so much to happen. You know, and that gave us the confidence that you know there could be a lot more that uh, we can achieve. And you know, all that support from the community, Cosmos community, like people like Josh, you know, everyone responded. You know, they're all active even now, right? And uh, yeah, this has uh, shaped the way we think about the community, and uh, you know, even of ourselves as a team. So although we knew. So as I said, I was like, we were involved in the cosmos since 2018. But that was, uh, you know, I'd say using a pseudonymous identity. And in 2020, we had to like rebuild our entire identity, we could not tell them that we knew them earlier. And, you know, we had to rebuild our entire identity. And, you know, be ourselves and like, then get acknowledged and then get discovered and (laughs) you know the usual thing, right so all that happened and you know it was it was i won't say it was fun (laughs) we didn't know if it would be successful or not but uh eventually i think went well and uh, you know that that specific win at game of zones in 2020 on june 10th you know that shaped the way we think about things, and we thought about things, and that gave us uh, as a team the confidence to execute further. Yeah.
1: Wow! Wow! I, I do remember one of our most emotional times uh, with the Cosmos Spaces team. Kind of a similar story, but I'll say that for next time. Uh, well, can you kind of just explain really quick, quickly what, what Game of Zones was? Um, because I know there's probably going to be a few people that are like, "What the hell were they doing with Game of Zones? What is that?" <laughs>
2: Yeah, that's
3: it. So, Game of Zones. Okay, so I'll just talk about this tradition. So whenever there's a major new release uh, that happens in the Cosmos ecosystem, there is like a testnet phase, you know, that happens. And before the launch of the Cosmos hub, we had what was Game of Stakes. Game of Stakes was primarily around, you know, for testing, staking, governance, consensus. Block production for validators in general and the entire function of the hub, along with transfers and you know bank and you know the other modules. This was from 2018, and we participated in a, I think about uh, nine of the 13 uh, test nets that happened during Game of Stakes, uh, or rather, this was the 13 test nets were before Game of Stakes. Game of Stakes is one competition. Uh, incentivized testnet challenge like the equivalent of an incentivized testnet challenge you know that happens and uh, during this entire phase you know people identified bugs people bonded together got together you know did things game of zones was to test ibc before the launch of ibc on february 18th like 2021 we had testing you know uh, for almost like six months and game of zones was a competition where you had 660 people and 200 teams participate for yeah i i forgot the reward pool but i think there were 12 awards that people got and uh, in some of the phases and multiple phases so in some of the phases like uh, you know if you did a good job and if you completed all your tasks you got incentivized in another phase where you had to develop test and you know uh, execute on things You had to execute and like show something working to be able to qualify. So this was between, uh, I think April, uh, this was, yeah, this was was in April and May 2020. And uh, we started to, you know, participate in game of zones to build out what was the first decentralized NFT marketplace, I'll say, where we went ahead, built two chains where one chain had an nft issued, and the other chain had the marketplace so yeah you could technically transfer nfts you know in its own standard like not as standardized as ics721 but uh you know you could transfer nfts between chains and you could license out nfts on the marketplace and use that licensed asset in a broadcast uh where advertisers bought ad slots and all of this happened on the blockchain, and the live stream was running on Netflix and YouTube. So
1: holy you know, shits, so you guys did that 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 early. That yeah, ago? yeah. What yeah.
3: the heck? Wow. So right now, wow. the infrastructure you see is like bits and pieces of that, but extremely well developed to suit uh, current needs and you know be compatible with all our standards. So we still have all of that infra ready. It's just a matter of time before we can like piece them all together well. And they start functioning the way
1: they do. Yeah. Are you guys planning on well, maybe I've already seen a tweet, but you guys are planning to get involved with the game of NFTs, right? I've seen it. I've seen a tweet up. let me let me find it right now, Sisla. I'm pretty sure. But correct me. Yeah, we wrong. Are,
3: Yeah, we are organizers and I'll say in some part sponsors. And we are making sure uh game of NFTs happens like working with the teams. And, uh, yeah, that tweet, whatever you're referring to, was a tweet about uh, a UI that has been built out for game of NFTs to, for people to test out interchain transfers of NFTs between multiple
1: chains. Gotcha. I see it here. I found it. I pinned it to the nest. So um, what, what can the, uh, the average, average Cosmonaut do with this? Um, how does it actually work?
3: Uh, at this point in time, it's just you know this is like yeah game of uh, yeah game of stakes, game of zones for IBC testing, game of chains for replicated security testing, and game of NFT for interchain NFTs. So we are yeah we are extremely happy and proud to be one of the organizers and like helping making this happen. So this is primarily for developers. Uh, this phase, this testing phase, was for developers. But then during the prop, we saw, you know, uh, I forget who it was, but I think Rama or someone. The community asked, uh, you know, why isn't there, are there any plans of a uh, UI for people that are not developers to test and so on and so forth? So we took that up upon us and, you know, we felt that, uh, you know, yeah, us being people that worked on the chain, that worked on compatibility for interchain NFTs, we understand the tech better, we went ahead and built a UI, and at this point in time today, it can enable the transfer of NFTs between Iri- like Omniflix and Iris. So you can create a collection, wind an NFT on Omniflix, transfer it to Iris, and then like transfer the same NFT back to Omniflix. So that flow is possible. The same is possible for Uptick as well. And uh, with Stargaze, Juno, and other Cosmosum uh, awesome, awesome chains like Osmosis, you'll have the integration most likely ready next
1: week. Yeah. Well, I, I, man, I just want to congratulate you guys on everything you guys have built so far because, you know, you, you guys have been working your asses off and the Flix token isn't even live. <laughs> so to be able to sustain enough runway to get to where you guys are is, just, is man, I just got to give you guys like a big, big round of applause for everything you guys have done for sure.
3: Thank you. Thank you. And, uh, you know, all of this primarily happened because of us being involved in the community. Some Most times also, right place, right time. And, uh, you know, for that to happen often, you got to be able to be involved. And, uh, you know, community support has been, like, huge. We never expected, you know, we had to work like this. We always felt this was ideal, but never expected to work like this. And uh, now, you know, it feels as if we we're living the dream and would not trade this for anything. You know, of course, I trade this for like mm-hmm. <laughs> <Flix> token being launched and a lot of you know, other positive things that happened to Flicks, but definitely not going to trade this for anything. Yeah.
1: Wow, man. Very, very, very like grateful to have the team like you guys building here in, in the ecosystem. Just, just, just that you guys recognize that the, the community wanted. Also, to be involved with Game of NFTs and you guys acting on it again. Just like, thank you guys so much for real. No, definitely. We,
3: yeah, we don't like to like share details on what we're doing. Like that is, you know, that is somehow inherent because of which we lack marketing, I'll say in some sense. But, uh, you know, we we decided to build a UI back then, uh, the start of Feb and you know started working towards it we could have like built up some anticipation hype and some speculation but uh you know even now the ui is actually ready it's like it's accessible on github but not many people go to the github so it's not to be found until we share about it on twitter so <laughs> we, yeah like uh yeah, under promise over deliver. hopefully that happens
1: no, definitely. You guys have always done that, <laughs> you know. <laughs> Under promising, over delivering is how you guys live your your day by day by day. it's brand For real. Uh-huh. Hey, but Sisla, um, talking, to, <laughs> speaking about, um, over delivering. Let's let's touch up on the the stream swap. Okay. Um, what mm-hmm. is stream swap? What, what is it all about?
2: What is stream swap? Yeah. So. I mean, I can go ahead
3: with like a definition, but uh, you know, once I complete that, I'll go ahead with an I'll say an ELI 5 version of uh, you know StreamSwap. Yeah. So, cool. yeah, stream swap is a protocol for the exchange of fungible tokens uh, between a cell and a buy pool over a period of time. So. <laughs> in simple words it is a protocol for community driven price discovery yeah so how does that work is a you know is a bit different but uh you know i'll just leave it there so it's a protocol seems Swap mm-hmm. protocol is a protocol for community
1: driven price discovery of fungible tokens yeah gotcha gotcha so let's just say i'm a new project And I need to launch a token. How would I use (laughs) StreamSwap? Perfect.
3: You know that's the right question. So you know, if I'm a new project, uh, considering Omniflix is Flix, we create what is like a sell pool where, let's say, I go ahead and decide to sell one million Flix tokens, and I create a sale saying that I'll sell one million Flix tokens. After I create the sale. Uh, I can't like add or remove uh, tokens, so that is like constant. Now there is this sale configuration, which is you know how much time, like start time, end time, uh, the duration of the sale and the token that you're looking to accept. You know it can be Atom, you know Osmo, Juno, or Huawei, right? It can be any token, a fungible token and let's say in this case it is the Osmo token that we intend to accept. Uh, for in exchange for flicks so we create what is a sell pool with uh, say 1 million flicks and then there is a buy pool that's empty there's no osmo that i need to add as a creator or as a project right that's when a uh, sale will start let's just say you know you intend to start the sale tomorrow but you know uh, you can still start to accept deposits you know before the sale actually starts. So. You
2: can define a period of time, start date, and there you go. So that's
1: how okay. you use. Yeah. Mm, okay. So is, uh, what's the big difference between that, uh, between stream swap and like, a an initial DEX offering, or is that the kind of like the same thing, kind of the same idea?
3: Okay. Yeah. What you, yeah, the, the, yeah, an initial DEX offering is the right word for this. So it is more or less it is not an offering but it can it is more or less like a sale but in this case if you do not know the price of the token you know that's when the community has a role to play in discovering the price if you already know the price of the token there is arbitrage there are arbitrage opportunities you know that happens but in some sense this is no different from you know uh, uh you know an initial yeah an ido or uh,
1: sale uh, before the token gotcha 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 okay gotcha i understand now is this the first time you've you've uh uh, talked about stream swap uh publicly or or have you guys already had spaces on this subject there has never
3: been a space um even now like i'm (laughs) thinking of the information that i should share and should not but uh yeah actually the difference lies in the mechanism so, as I said, there is the cell pool of flicks and bipool of osmo. The thing is that, why is this different from an idea? Or, you know, probably the next question is, how is this different from an idea? The thing is that, let's say there is a 10 hour sale and 1 million flicks, uh, you know, are allocated in the cell pool. Now, every hour, 100k flicks, you know, 1 million by 10, which is 100k flicks, get streamed to the bipool yeah Now, if there are 1 million osmo in the buy pool as well 100k flings uh, 100k osmo are streamed to the sell pool so tokens get streamed between both pools and now for this for these 1 million osmo to be there in the buy pool the community can go ahead and deposit their osmo to participate so just like how you have an lp you know uh, share that is like you know, allocated proportionate based on your share of contribution. Just like that, you'll have your fair share of supply that you contributed uh, to the buy pool, and in return, you get flicks as part of the exchange process. So, every hour, if you as an individual deposit, say, you know, 10,000 uh, or like 1,000 or more, 100 or every hour. You know, because it's a ten-hour sale, you know you might have like ten Osmo being spent every hour for ten hours, and then your hundred tokens are like spent. So if you choose to exit after the seventh hour, seventy you know, percent of your tokens or seventy tokens would have been spent, and you know you can exit with your thirty tokens. So this is only possible in the buy pool where participants can deposit or withdraw tokens. But just to remind. The cell pool cannot add or remove any more tokens. So the difference lies in the exchange process. where you know, I simplified, I oversimplified, saying that it is hardly, but it happens every at every second. You know, that's the rate at which the streaming happens, and this is like your DCAing or dollar cost averaging into the sale
2: during the entire duration of the. Weekend. Hmm.
1: Okay. Do you envision that? Um, other other taxes that have some sort of like uh, liquidity bootstrapping pool will uh, eventually use um, StreamSwap.
2: Yeah, that's right. So we initially
3: thought of utilizing an LBP model to go ahead with the launch of the Flix token. But we felt that, you know, that was countering, counterproductive for various reasons. In an LBP, you'll have to utilize a collateral token set a price and you know, so on and so forth uh Other exchanges that have an LBP type of offering within their dex or you know exchange, I believe will still end up utilizing StreamSwap uh, or something like StreamSwap if they you know go ahead fork and like fine tune it to their needs and things like that. But StreamSwap as a protocol, because it is interoperable across any chain, you should now even now be able to use fungible tokens. Uh, and uh, yeah, by the way, StreamSwap will be deployed on Osmosis as a set of smart contracts, and the contracts are getting audited right now. So, you know, yeah, any DEX, you know, or a centralized exchange, or you no know, social protocol, or someone that might just want to launch their DAO token, you know, they can also utilize, end up utilizing uh,
1: StreamSwap. Yeah. Oh my goodness. My my body right now feels like it's overloaded with alpha <laughs> it's like i don't i don't know I, I feel like so so much alpha just was uh still there i don't know if anybody else is getting that same feeling but just the uh just the type of protocol that is being built uh stream swap it's it's much needed in our space i think i think people are going to get very creative the way they use it if it's going to be uh permissionless i i don't know i'm just saying guys
2: yeah, like the,
3: it'll be permissionless. uh use Labs, uh, Osmosis and of course the OmniFlix teams have been working on this together and uh, you know part of the you know revenue that that uh you know stream swap the protocol makes. We're not launching a token, there's at least at this point in time there's no need for that. And we intend to, you know, increase adoption. Uh and a part of the revenue will go to the Omniflix community pool, right? So, this is one of our revenue diversification strategies. Where, uh, yeah, and why is Omniflix aligned and you know involved in being able to build StreamSwap? We see this as a way to bootstrap communities with their fungible tokens. So, yeah, as you rightly said, gains. Like I think the Cosmos ecosystem missed a launch pad as such or a launch event that that uh, that a specific you know fungible token you know uh, can have and that launch process we had lbps definitely but not many fully understood how an lbP worked because of which some people lost you know lost their value and so on and so forth we do not want to repeat the same mistake with StreamSwap swap so you know there'll be a lot of education there'll be a testnet, people can understand strategize their participation well and you know, see if it is for them and you know, only then go ahead with uh, their participation in StreamSwap. And this is not just for the Lix token, but also for the other uh, protocols and projects that intend to utilize the tech. Ah yeah.
1: oh, man, this is gonna give a this is this is gonna give us such a beautiful visual on like um how tokens get bootstrapped it, stooped bootstrapped on uh, osmosis. Like it's kinda kinda that just stuff happens in the background, right? but this, this will give us a nice visual, like, okay, how much is actually being bought at what price, the price discovery, the price discovery uh, part of this whole idea, this whole protocol is great. <laughs> I can't wait yeah. for you guys to share some, uh, some, um, you know, sneak peeks of what it's gonna look like once it's getting closer to being released, which is gonna be what, in a few days, maybe, maybe next week, Friday. No, I'm just kidding.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh yeah like community driven price discovery is is the most important aspect of this because if not for that like during a launch if there is a token that might want to go ahead with an odc sale like atom right now it is liquid you know price is discovered and all uh, it is in the market so if someone wants to like say sell 1 million atom they can do that as well you know utilizing the protocol but you know it is not tailor-made for that right now, so it'll be later. But people can still utilize, you know, uh, stream of protocol to do a lot more than you know, uh, community-driven price discovery or even just the launch of that
2: uh, fungible token. Yeah.
1: Oh my gosh! Well, thank you so much for sharing all that alpha. And uh, just one last time, okay, we'll uh, let people know that the secret word for today's space is stream swap. So just go up the nest. Find the first pin tweet and uh interact with the video to um get your Cosmospaces badge using StreamSwap. Oh my goodness, man. Well, dude, how so again, when do you think that we would um uh, expect StreamSwap to launch? Just how how many months are we out or, or weeks?
2: Uh
1: I don't know. <laughs> Oh no, Me. okay, okay. That's no for worries. sure. No worries, no worries there, dude. Yeah. Man. Well, thank you so much, Sisla. Um anything else that you know you want to let your your um your followers, your hardcore flicks fanatics know. Um anything else that you would like to uh, talk about?
2: Uh, uh so yeah, uh maybe I'll share something that a lot of people might not know. So you, uh,
3: yeah, I'm pretty interested in speed cubing and uh, If there is someone that's interested in the ecosystem uh you know should be able to fully collaborate and you know yeah i think discuss ideas share notes
1: and take it to the next level so yeah awesome awesome well thank you so much man for for jumping on this uh cosmic community space number uh, number 14 episode 14 with syslaw i'm going to give you a task to make sure that you select another person to interview because the last person that we that we interviewed um was kind of hard for him to pick a, a guest. So please take please take a couple weeks uh to just think about who you want us to interview next. Um it can be a a, a member that contributes to the ecosystem or it can be a developer, you know, whoever you think would be a great guest. Sure, definitely Gaines. Uh yeah, thank you for having me here
3: and uh uh, thank you for being as involved as you are with Omniflix. And, you know, I see all of our friends here, you know, Terra Spaces, Tangle, the Flix fanatics, uh, you know, Asha, Bushido, you know, Scott. So thank you all again uh, uh, for, you know, for the space, for having me here. And, you know, Gaines, like before <laughs> you let me go and before I let you go, I have a quick question. So you've been doing this for, say, you know, 13 yeah. 13 episodes and or 14 episodes now. Uh, what has your experience been uh, talking to all of these, you know, founders and you know people that are building in the ecosystem and you know people, yeah, that are just involved in the space?
1: It's weird. It's like um, it's kind of like very similar stories with developers like yourself, right? Um, very young at a very young age, they were interested in in technology. Some some way or another, they just got involved with like the tech space uh in they're either like um high school years or college years, and then they usually like meet one person <laughs> the one person that they talk to about crypto, and then boom like it just happens that they get super involved in in the in the space so it's been uh it's been so much fun interviewing people uh I don't just interview like developers I also interview like your average cosmonaut that uh is building either a project a small project in the ecosystem or they're just just an active community member so they're all they're all kind of like well aligned with the vision of the the cosmos ecosystem where you know interoperability is basically uh, something that they're they're very interested in. So yeah, I've, I've had a lot of fun Cisco and uh, I enjoy it for sure.
2: Definitely, you must have yeah, you must have
3: have a good time uh, and like you know exchanging notes and learning, getting to know more about the person. Uh, rather than what they're building in it's usually about what we're building and you know nowadays i felt that i don't use twitter to share my personal thoughts it's always about either Omniflix or you know anything on those lines so yeah i just uh, you know realized of late that you should start to share my thoughts and you know i started to receive good response you know it was just yep. a phase that you know it missed it skipped and uh, i forgot that you know how i felt uh you know when when you know sharing thoughts
2: so, yeah
1: yeah yeah exactly like uh, a lot of the spaces that we we tune into they're mainly just to, to like talk about what they're building we we rarely rarely get on like a, a a personal level with the developers right as much as we love them like we don't really get to have a time where we ask these kind of questions like hey like how was it like growing up where you're from like you know what did your parents uh like <laughs> make you do when you were younger were they just very strict you know it's just fun learning about the the people that we're associating ourselves with like day in day out here on twitter and then telegram and discord whatever so i'm always open to like um have more of these especially um especially like when when people say like oh i want to have this i want to i want to have this guest on so i'm selecting this person It, it, it excites me because it's like i wonder why they picked that person what interests you the most about picking that person for the next space? you know who so let me ask you this who would you pick next if you, if you just if you could just name one person right off the top of your head
3: i uh, i I mean I tried to look at the previous 13 episodes I could not like find, but I saw who all you interviewed so did you complete your interview with jack
1: jack jack uh, jack Jack Zamplin yeah, no, I have not done one nope. Nope, I haven't done one with him. There's a lot of developers that I haven't done uh, interviews with. Like I said, we're only on episode 14, so we still have a lot of a lot of people to interview. True, true, true. I mean, in some sense,
3: I'll say, uh, yeah, if all parties find time, just make sure to get on board Jack and ask some of these questions because he'll have, like, extremely, yeah, I know some of the details, and, you know, he shared... His personal experiences, so you know, he'll have different answers that like inspire and motivate even more people. So you know, definitely, yeah, I I just think like,
1: uh it'll be interesting to have Jack uh, as part of these spaces. Definitely, no, and I think well, I I think the questions that I asked you about, like, you know, what what are some uh, tips of advice that you could give up to people that are getting you know you know involved in in Web two or Web three? I think you answer them pretty well. So. Uh, that's why I also like to have these spaces because for people that are starting to get involved with crypto, like, and they want to get more involved, like, where should they start? And I think you did a fantastic job at answering all those questions. But be- before you leave, Sisla, before I uh, let you go, um, let's just um, ask you some quick, quick fire round questions. Um, all right, here we go. You ready? All right. Daddy. Your 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 favorite your favorite hobby outside of crypto. Daddy. <laughs> oh my gosh, what is
3: it? <laughs> this is not a rabbit fire. I don't have many hobbies as such. You know, I just, uh, you know, yeah, I can't say uh, that I have a hobby. I really like to follow F1 with my wife. You know, that has been a pastime that we discovered of late. And this is something that we are extremely excited to do like do together, discuss the details and so on and so forth. So,
2: you know, I, I do that
1: gotcha okay um your number one shitcoin outside of the cosmos ecosystem your number one shitcoin yeah sheep but it did a lot i can't like yeah sheep sheep okay okay not financial advice the book okay all right uh, your your favorite alcoholic beverage long island iced tea all right i like that i definitely like yeah. that um where in the that, world
3: sorry you know you know wherever you go like people like bartenders can't get that wrong if they get that wrong like they're probably useless you know i don't know so yeah
1: okay and now where in the world would you love to travel to to spend like a week week vacation you know where where in the world yeah I'll.
3: yeah i'll say himalayas because i've been there but i didn't experience it the way that i wanted to truly experience it so there is this feeling of you know not getting enough out of there and i really wanted to go there like sometime you know
1: yeah all the himalayas yep yep i agree i uh i definitely want to go there and also um i want to go back to medellin uh but uh, not to not to host not to like be an mc just to have fun you know
3: <laughs> yeah i i mean i was when when you asked that question i like medine was one of the places that i that came across my mind but i'll say it was it is medine more because of the people rather than the you know just the city infrastructure itself and i think you know like doing that like that made more sense rather than you know in any different way you know even if it were a general conference I don't think we'd all have had a you know great time without all of us
2: together. Yeah.
1: Yep, yeah. No, I, I agree. And uh I my friend my friend went to um Colombia and Medellin, and just outside of Medellin, there's uh some really cool places to go hiking and stuff, and he was sharing all those um, you know, trips on his story on Facebook, and I'm like, Oh my god, dude, why didn't we take the time to just like stay there one more week to do all those kind of things? But, yeah, <laughs> yeah.
3: Right, like I even on the day I was leaving, like I had to leave at eleven thirty PM. I was like still talking to someone, like getting our creator dinner sorted out uh at uh, even nine thirty ten. So I didn't spend a lot of time, but uh you know, next time, you know, that's a target.
1: Awesome, dude. Hey, and okay, I'm. I will let you leave soon here. But why haven't you changed your PFP, dude? It's since I met you, you still haven't changed your PFP.
3: Yeah, the the thing is that this is my identity across multiple social networks, and this has been there since, I don't know, this is a 2013 picture. So.
1: Oh my gosh. Okay, okay, awesome. Well, if, all right, all right. Hopefully one day you can pick a blue chip that you love on Omniflix and rock it as a PFP. We'll see. We'll see. it was it. Okay, just, uh, I, don't, I don't mean to take up more of your time, dude, but thank you again for coming on the as my community spaces, we'll uh, we'll chat later. um Any any final words? No, definitely. Thank you for having me here, and uh, for all the support. Uh,
3: you know uh, that the ecosystem, as a whole, of which you're an integral part, uh, you know, provides to people that are building, that are executing, that are you know, taking it to the next level. So, thank you again for doing that and for accelerating all of our efforts. And uh, glad to be here, and uh, look forward to being in your <laughs> spaces more often and all the best to all that you do.
1: Thank you, sister. Likewise, dude, and thanks for all the uh, support you guys have given the Cosmos Spaces team since day one. You guys have been very supportive. Um, if you guys want listen to continue listening to these kind of spaces and want to support the Cosmos Spaces fam, please consider um, delegating some tokens to our validators or just you know engaging with us on Telegram, on Discord, uh, we're very friendly people. We're always open to just chat and do um, the shit. Um, and you guys can follow Cosmos Spaces at um, Cosmos underscore spaces on Twitter. Or you guys can follow me. And I'll direct you to all, like, the Cosmos Spaces official links. Everybody have a great day. It's the weekend time for me over here in uh, Michigan. So I'm going to enjoy the rest of my weekend. And uh, hopefully you have a good rest of your weekend, Sisla. You too. Thank you.
0: Thanks for checking out another episode of the Ether. That was Cosmic Community, episode 14, featuring Sisla from Omniflix. Hosted by Lil S- Squid. Recorded on Saturday, March 4th, 2023. For Terraspaces.org, I'm Finn. Thanks for listening. And if you want to keep listening. Head on over to terrorspaces.org slash donate and show some support now.